0: Welcome to the Coaching by Bell podcast, the podcast where each episode we feature women entrepreneurs, founders, and leaders in business. The podcast showcases a variety of interviews, coaching style conversations, and live coaching sessions. I am your host, Isabel Hertz. I am a business coach integrating past and present, bridging old stories with new intentions. I help people hear between the lines of their story, tap into insights, inner wisdom, and opportunities to hear their own voice as a means for change. Let's get listening. I am here today with Karen Carmichael, the creator and owner of Jai Style, a jewelry business based out of Vancouver. Karen started the business six years ago after having spent 16 years living in Asia and was inspired by her time living abroad. The brand embodies the concept of living a life full of intention and gratitude, with her hope being that when wearing the jewelry, it serves as a source of inspiration and spiritual nourishment. Hi, Karen. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So I begin every podcast episode asking this question— what was your inspiration?
1: My inspiration to start the business, I think, resulted from an amazing opportunity I had of living in Asia for 16 years. And when I was there, we lived in China, Indonesia, South Korea, Singapore, Thailand. And aside from just living there, I traveled extensively throughout the region And I was just exposed to so much, both culturally, from a religious standpoint, socioeconomic hierarchy within these countries and the role that that played. And it opened my eyes to a big, big life outside of Canada. So when I moved back to Canada, I was in a position where I needed to go back to work I hadn't been working when I was over there. I was what you call a trailing spouse because my husband at the time was working and I was incapable of working because of the work permit situation. So when I got back to Canada and I had to start working, I thought I would really like to start a purpose-driven business that reflected everything that I had learned while we were living over there. And one of the things I did find when I was there, when we were living in Thailand, were these beautiful amulets that I had found in the temples in Bangkok and throughout Thailand, actually. And I had made a necklace out of one of them. And people admired it, people in Canada and Vancouver. And and I decided maybe what I should do is start a business with these amulets being the foundation. And once again, it it was really going to be a purpose-driven business because it's Easy to start, it, well, not easy, but you can start a business and you can develop or build a brand and tick all the boxes. But it was really important to me that the business I was starting, that I was inspired to start, was purpose-driven and reflected everything that I had learned while I was living in Asia.
0: Tell me more about the purpose-driven actions since I wasn't there for the 16-year journey. What were some of those pieces that ended up being a part of the purpose-driven mission that you wanted to have for your company?
1: Well, while we were living there, like I said, I wasn't able to work. So I spent a lot of time immersing myself in the different cultures that I was living in. And being in Asia, a big part of that is What's actually trending and becoming more and more popular here now yoga, mindfulness, awareness. And so I sort of got a jump start on all of that and found it to be really a way of life. And through learning to meditate, practicing yoga, I started this mind body soul journey, so to speak. And it really is all about the power of awareness being present, being mindful, loving kindness. And that to me is reflected in the jewelry, given that the amulets are sort of a
0: foundational piece
1: to the jewelry.
0: Are there values that you have brought into your business as well from your time traveling, specific values that you brought from the cultures you were living in and or maybe the values that you had before or a combination of both?
1: That's a really good question. I think the values that I obtained while living there were values that I had. They were deep-seated within me, but in being there, I had the opportunity to nurture those values, if that makes sense, because I was exposed to so much that aligned with those values. Mm. So much of the Asian populations, it really is about, when, let's say if you're looking at Buddhism, the whole Buddhist philosophy or Hinduism, that religion, a lot of it aligns with my core values. And those are the values. So to answer your question, I feel like perhaps historically, having lived in the United States and Canada, they were always within me. But in being there, In Asia, I was able to
0: deepen my understanding of them. Can you speak to some of what those values were and continued to be as you traveled and that you have now brought into your purpose-driven business?
1: I think in a nutshell, I would say it's the power of awareness. And awareness to me is mindfulness. And mindfulness is about being present without wanting to sound too philosophical being present to every single moment, because that's really all we have. And once you get in that space, loving kindness, compassion, and a huge component of it all is forgiveness, which is something that I historically didn't really, really comprehend. And the amulets that come from the temples in Bangkok, they've been worn by for centuries by the Thai population. And they're really worn as a sense of protection. And they also represent a lot of the core beliefs and the purpose behind my business. So I love the fact that when someone purchases a piece of the jewelry, it's not just jewelry. It's not fashion jewelry. There really is a deeper meaning to it.
0: Yeah, there's that history to what you're creating so you have a purpose and that purpose ties to a deeper historical root as well as the core value that you speak of, of awareness and mindfulness. And in a sense, I imagine when people wear your jewelry, it can cultivate that core value of awareness and mindfulness if they're really tuning into what it's like to feel the stones on their body or to have the weight of a necklace against their skin.
1: That's very, very true. A lot of my testimonials are people saying how much they appreciate the meaning behind the jewelry and how it makes them feel.
0: Do you make everything by hand yourself? Do you work with a team of people to create the pieces now? What has been the evolution of growing from the beginning to today with support and resources and employees and the greater community?
1: I started making everything myself. And as the business has grown, I've employed people on a contractual basis. I have a couple of full-time people, mostly to help with technology, the website, But as far as manufacturing the jewelry, it's all handcrafted here in Vancouver. I do it myself. If I have really large orders or, you know, Christmas time, Mother's Day, times like that, when I know it's going to be busy, I will contract someone to pick up the slack, so to speak. I do have a factory in Bali and I contract a lovely guy there. And he makes some of the sterling silver and gold pieces for me. And the reason for that is since COVID, I can't travel, which has been an incredible strain on my business. So since I can't travel and purchase the amulets myself, what I've started doing is taking the amulets and reproducing them in sterling silver and gold. So Mm -hmm. he's been doing that for me.
0: It sounds like you've had to pivot... Because of COVID, primarily from a travel and accessibility perspective of the resources you have, but as a result, you've actually, in a way, I want to say added a value to your business, which is expanding it and community now is fundamental to the operations, and to running your purpose-driven company. You're now relying on a greater community outside of Vancouver to make pieces for your jewelry and also to bring the pieces here because you can't travel anymore.
1: Very, very true. Probably one of the many silver linings to COVID. Mm -hmm. I have expanded the line from pivoting. It's also been nice to have an opportunity to become more global per se in the business and to be able to help some people, such as the people in Bali who are have really struggled with COVID, the whole country was shut. That's been really nice.
0: In that being a challenge that you were able to use really to pivot and change the nature and the shape of your business, what other challenges have you've experienced throughout running your business?
1: One other challenge from COVID is A lot of my sales are derived from doing pop-ups and trunk shows, and I haven't been able to do those because of COVID. So I've had to pivot and really focus more on my website. And another big portion of my business is wholesale sales and with the stores having been shut, the stores have cut back on what they've been buying. That's been a challenge. Challenges in starting the business... The entire thing was a challenge <laughs> because my background is in the hotel business. I was a management consultant and I did market feasibility studies, financial appraisals, operational reviews, marketing plans. And I knew nothing about making jewelry. Starting my own business, building a brand, marketing, sales, accounting. (laughs) So the entire process was a challenge. I started from the very beginning and over the past six years have built it to what it is.
0: What was it like for you as a human, as a person, to go through navigating what you said is literally the whole business being (laughs) a challenge? It was incredibly overwhelming.
1: And I think one thing I've really learned through this process is to face your fears and to get vulnerable because you have no other choice. I remember just, you know, say, okay, now I'm going to start. Where do you start? I didn't have a mentor. I didn't know someone that owned a business who I could talk to and figure it out. So I was flying by the seat of my pants. I still am in certain aspects.
0: I've heard that as being a very common experience for people going through the starting stages, which is my experience too, honestly. It's that doubt, am I doing this right, quote unquote, not that there's a right way? Is there something I'm missing or what else do I need to know? Or what guide am I looking at for this? And honestly there is no guide except for ourselves in those experiences. And I think that's where the vulnerability and authenticity comes in to say, well, I don't know, I'm just scared today, or I don't feel like I know what I'm doing today, or okay, self, what do I need in this moment? Because there's lots of jewelry companies out there. So what is it that you're offering, what can you show, and each moment in those moments, in my experience for my business, I have to remember that the value is what I create and what I cultivate, because that is the uniqueness of my business, just like I imagine it's the uniqueness of your business, too.
1: Absolutely. That is so true. And it speaks to what we've all been told. Don't compare yourself.
0: Absolutely. I'd like to pivot now, if that's okay, to current challenge. You've been operating for How many years now? Just over six years. You've got a good chunk of time under your belt. Yes. And of course, the challenges don't go away. Like you said, there's still things that come up. Present day today, what is a challenge that you are faced with? What's ahead for you right now?
1: I would have to say my biggest challenge is being an entrepreneur, not having a team, so to speak, and doing it all myself. So everything from social media... The website, accounting, marketing, sales, the nitty-gritty stuff, changing packaging, design, inspiration, and it's a lot of work. I'm passionate about what I do. I could go from 8 in the morning till 10 at night, and I find that I need more of a work-life balance. And sometimes that's hard when you're super passionate about something, because you don't mind going from 8 in the morning till 10 at night. But I don't think that is a a good work-life balance. So I'd say that is one of my biggest challenges. Without wanting to hire people, how do I allocate my time better and know when
0: I need to stop? Where do you notice that you have the most amount of energy towards the activities out of all the things you said or maybe beyond that? Where do you feel that drive and that passion where you could work from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. or 7 a.m. to 10 p.m.?
1: The design element, incorporating the purpose-driven aspect of the business and um, sourcing stones, amulets, designs that represent that. So I guess that would be the creative aspect of it. I love the photography. I do a lot of my own photography. Once again... I think there's a trend here. I think the creative aspect of the business
0: is what I enjoy
1: the most.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hear the creative aspect as being the area where you have the most energy. If you spent, let's say, 12 hours a day doing the creativity portion of your business, photography, the sourcing of the designs, the design work, would you still feel like there wasn't a work-life balance? Would that challenge still be a challenge? For you
1: well, it's interesting because anyone looking from the outside would think you don't have a work life balance, but I would be very happy doing it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, so then what that tells me in asking that question to you is that you need a work life balance when you're taking on anything that's not in the creative realm of the business.
1: Absolutely,
0: you nailed it. <laughs> the challenge is only in needing work life balance when the activities that you're doing aren't part of that creativity, which I would say ultimately the creativity is the core of your business it is the essence of what started your idea what cultivated it what created it in the first place and that is the thread that pulls you through in long hours whereas of course you have to have packaging and you have to have marketing and you have to have social media as well but that wasn't the reason, that wasn't the inspiration for why you started the business that you started. So true. Is there a block to getting support to all of the activities that aren't the creative portions of your business?
1: I think the block is financial. You know, as I've been building the business, and and every year the business does better and better, I'm hesitant to start spending the money on an accountant, brand ambassador, influencers.
0: I just like to keep it all a little bit tighter. What's the story that you tell yourself about putting the money towards an accountant or a brand ambassador or a marketer?
1: If I spend the money there, then where is the money going to come from when I need to purchase supplies?
0: How would you respond to that voice when you hear that and you say that out loud? Does anything strike you? about that comment? Yes,
1: I think I have an answer. (laughs) Get a small business loan to cover the cost of those things because it'll free up your time to do the things you really enjoy. And in doing that, your sales are only going to increase, as are your revenues, and it just
0: makes sense. It makes sense logically. Your rational brain had an answer for that very quickly. But I think what I'm noticing is that your beliefs don't, totally match. You say it, I can get my head around this, but there's a a hesitation, right? Or there's a reason you haven't done it yet. So your belief isn't totally up to the rational brain saying that yet. That's kind of what I'm noticing. True. If you go to what that belief has to say, let's go back to the belief. What is the belief telling you about spending money, getting a loan and investing in these other parts of your business that free up your time.
1: Maybe it's fear-based?
0: Scarcity? There won't be enough. Yeah. It's interesting because your face even, I know that listeners can't see our faces, it's just going to be the audio, but your face even is changing. There's even a registering of, wait, this doesn't quite make sense anymore. This belief is not quite updated anymore. There was something that kind of flickered across your face as (laughs) as I asked you that question. (laughs) What comes up for me is wondering where you learned this belief. Where did this come from? When you go back to learning about money, learning about resourcing, we learn about it not in school, but we learn about it from our communities and our families and our friends. Where those things often come from when we have those beliefs and when we have those areas that we feel stuck are ways that we were told to show up as a child, as a teenager, and as a young adult. These beliefs are not fixed. These are things that do change over our lives. Our values tend to be very, very stable. Who we are, what guides us, like you said, you had the values pre-trip, you kept the values, they just strengthened during your trip, and you've used those values in your business. But the beliefs are the things that really aren't from our own mind. They're given to us, they're gifted to us for better or for worse, they are something that then we have the ability to challenge. And so it sounds to me like you have a belief here that if you invest in, you know, even if you get a small business loan, that it will actually hinder you to grow. So I would challenge that assumption and say, what else could be true? What else could be possible here that if you take out a loan, what might happen? for you and your business.
1: I was hanging on your every word. <laughs> so I wasn't I wasn't prepared to be asked a question. <laughs> I'll take that
0: as a compliment.
1: Thank <laughs> it's you. It's a big compliment. It's a big compliment. <laughs> Little self-help session here. <laughs> okay, so sorry Isabel. So then the question was if I was to recognize that these are old beliefs And I need to scratch the surface and realize that these aren't my beliefs. They're actually beliefs. They're like shadows almost. Beliefs Mm -hmm. that have been imposed on me. How would I change my mindset?
0: Yeah, what else could be true in thinking about the possibility of taking out a loan and what it could cultivate for your business?
1: Based on what you've said, I have a different vision now for what getting some help with the business or taking a small business loan would do, I think that it would actually enhance the business. It would free up my time to do more of what I enjoy doing and which is actually what makes the business successful. And in actual fact, anyone I hired to do the work that I didn't really enjoy doing would be doing a better job at that than I'm currently doing. So in essence, the business would probably flourish and thrive if I was to realize that these beliefs I have around finances really aren't inherently mine. And then making a move like that it would be smart.
0: What is it like to hear yourself say that out loud? It feels really good.
1: It's empowering. It's like, I've just made a decision.
0: Yeah, I have energy in my chest too when I hear you say it. There's a enthusiasm, a vibrance of what possibilities that can create because As you were saying it, I was remembering that you can't recreate the creative talent in a business. My point being, the person who created it, your business is you, the creativity is you. You can't hire someone else to envision the visions that you have. You can help translate that, you can get support, but ultimately, it's your vision, it's your guide, it's your creativity. But you can definitely get some of the tactical pieces executed in a way with other people whose passion that is. (laughs) Right. right. You know, my accountant helps me with my personal taxes now, helps me with my business taxes. I actually talked to the company and I said, I don't even want to touch this. (laughs) You're so excited about it. You know exactly what you're doing. Please just let me know how this functions. She could have talked to me for hours. She was so energized by all the possibilities of how this, you can pay yourself out from your company and what that looks like and all the needs of it. And I'm thinking, yep, this is, this is her passion, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) And it's great. And I'm grateful for it. I'm endlessly grateful. And so what I actually think it brings in an element of and what you're talking about, too, is that gratitude, that gratitude practice and having compassion for yourself that you can't be everything and that you can then be grateful for all the support and resources and other people who have passions that are very wildly different than yours, but just as valuable and important. And so that was emerging as you were talking as like these incredible possibilities that exist because of putting in some structures in place to help you tap in more to your creativity. Very true. What's starting to shift because your eyes are lighting up?
1: I'm starting to envision the opportunity to spend more time doing what I enjoy doing. And that is the creative aspect of the business. And... Not just that, but having more free time in my life to enjoy what I'm doing. If I've got someone else
0: doing the work that I don't enjoy doing. Let's play the devil's advocate here for a second. If you have other people working for you and you're going to now enjoy time in your garden, walking, what are those Mm -hmm. other things for you that you might tap into? Getting
1: out in nature feeds my soul. Hiking, yeah, getting down to the beach. Cooking. Another creative outlet. Love cooking.
0: Reading. Could you allow yourself to get out in nature, cook and read while someone else is working on something for your business? Not a creative project, but a, the financial side or the marketing or doing social media aspects. Could you allow yourself to be in those moments with the precious time for your activities that you value, knowing that other people are working on the business.
1: Absolutely, as long as I felt ensured that they were continuing with the purposeful aspect of the business in anything they did, then definitely. If I trusted them in that, I could definitely do
0: it. It sounds like you've cleared maybe the two areas where there might've been or were or have been some potential blocks. There's financially I can't spend, oh wait, if I do, then actually it might lead to growth. And if I'm doing these other things in that, my spare time and I trust the people who are doing it, I'm okay to let them do it. And I can enjoy my book and my cup of tea and my lasagna or whatever else I feel like making and eating. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounds very empowering to your sense of self and your business and what you're trying to achieve.
1: A little bit of self-compassion, too.
0: Mm-hmm. This sounds to me like it ties a lot to your vision. And your values for your business, too, the way that you're talking now. It's present. It's mindful. It's very compassionate and very, very human rather than this is how it should be. I'm going to force this to be operating in a way that I had an idea it should operate.
1: Yeah, I agree. Another motivating factor to really to act on this.
0: What's the first step? Where are you headed now?
1: I think the first step is to really take a good hard look at what I'm prepared to give up first. And that would probably be the accounting. (laughs) Next step would be to look at the social media aspect of it. As we all know, it's very, very time consuming and figure how I can convey to someone, this is the message. This is the brand. This is the purpose. This is how I want to move forward and ensure that I still have a very much a creative hand in how it moves forward, but I'm potentially not the one executing it because I've freed up my time for other things.
0: How might you share your vision with someone and be a part of the creative process, but not execute on those details?
1: I think it would just be a matter of spending time with someone and, and ensuring that they understand the purpose behind the business. And I hope that the purpose is so prevalent that it wouldn't be a hard sell or a hard thing to explain to someone. They'd get it. I'd suggest go look, at, go look at my Instagram account. Go look at the website. Let's go for a three-hour walk and talk.
0: And look at that. You're even integrating one of your activities into the process of freeing yourself up, freeing your time up.
1: I'm so inspired by nature. I just find, you know, you can be sitting at a wardrobe table Or you could be a walking in the woods. And for me, that walk in the woods, I'm just so inspired. And it inspires great conversation. Mm. I think we're all energy. And the energy is just so beautiful once you get out into nature.
0: And that might be a foundational element of how you decide to bring people in to your business. Even if it means from an accounting perspective, you're not meeting with that person face-to-face, but you're walking. In nature, because then maybe it brings more inspiration into something that doesn't creatively fuel you. And so you can at least have an element of something that does inspire you and does nurture you into something that's less nurturing and less inspiring.
1: I love how you just said that doesn't creatively fuel you. Why do we want to spend time doing things that don't creatively
0: fuel us? Because we have a whole lot of ideas about what we should be doing (laughs) and how we should be doing things. (laughs) That's a whole other conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But you've just touched the surface and scratched the surface of some of those ideas that you have. And seeing the possibilities in what you could do differently to challenge some of those ideas. And so I thank you for showing up for the conversation and for engaging in the dialogue and being very authentic and vulnerable in service of your values to share your journey. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. I've got a lot out of this. We appreciate you tuning into Coaching by Bell. This podcast is made possible by the support of our listeners, community, and guests. To learn more about how to donate or to contact us about guest suggestions or anything else, head over to www.coachingbybell.com. Every story shared has the possibility to unlock greater potential. Coaching by Bell does this one story at a time. Thanks for listening.